Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Today you'll meet those without a country or nationality. Wanderers. Nomads. In other words, gypsies. The gypsy has been the most hated and the most loved. To protect himself, it is said, he is also the most untruthful. Incorrigible, beguiling, living by his own code, gypsies first. You don't think someone could have deliberately poisoned Margaret? Well, it's possible. But how or why, I don't yet see. Of course, there's another possibility. If we find she was poisoned, it could have been an accident. An accident? How? The poison might have been intended for someone else. Do you mean for me? mystery drama, The Romany Revenge, adapted from the classic story by T.L. Meader, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate, Jr., and stars Earl Hammond and Court Benson. the root of all evil, but from it certainly can stem jealousy, vindictiveness, bitter resentment, and even hatred. And if you've been around mystery theater as long as I have, you know that this kind of enmity can easily begin at the reading of a will. In all the annals of bequests made to the living by the deceased, there has hardly been one instance where the inheritors all came out smiling. I think we have waited long enough for Clifford Milburn and Jose Silva. They were notified that the will of the late Mr. Milburn would be read at noon today. So I suggest we proceed. <coughs> I, Jason Milburn, of sound mind and body, hereby made the following disposition of my estate. The approximate present value being two million pounds. I direct that the income from this estate be divided into four equal parts between my two nieces, Beatrice and Margaret, my nephew Clifford, and my faithful right-hand man, Jose Silva. In the event of the death of any of these four inheritors, the entire principal shall go to the survivors. You'd better shield it well to light that pipe. There's quite a stiff breeze coming across the deck. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me, but haven't we met before? No, I don't believe so. Yes, yes, yes. Aren't you a Dwight Mason? Why, yes, I am. William Harrow. 
Don't you know me? Weymouth School. Bill. Yes. Bill Harrow. Well, it's been, oh, no, don't tell me, 20 years? Yes, just about. We were both, what, uh, uh, 14 when we graduated? <laughs> what are you doing here on a ship from Rio to Southampton? Uh, well, uh, my wife's uncle died, and we went to Rio for a couple of weeks for the reading of the will. Uh, now we're going home. And you? Well, uh, <clears throat> I'm with the London Police Special Investigations. I've always wanted to go to Brazil, and as luck would have it, I was assigned on the diamond smuggling case. Wait till I felt Beatrice, an old school friend, turned out to be a detective. <laughs> oh, you've got to meet her, Dwight. Oh, happy to. Now you know about me, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, I sell insurance. Uh, we live in London. Oh, that must be a good business. <laughs> uh, you know, Beatrice really got quite an inheritance. Oh. Well, at least I uh, hope she will. <laughs> Meaning? Uh, there are four beneficiaries. Uh, two didn't show up. Uh, Beatrice's brother, Clifford, and a man called uh, Jose Silva. That's her uncle's right-hand man. I see. Uh, who was the fourth beneficiary? Oh, uh, Beatrice's sister, Margaret. <laughs> well, she's on board, too. <laughs> she's older. Ah, you'll have to meet Aunt White. She never married. Willie Harrow. <laughs> are you playing matchmaker? Willie Harrow. Hmm. Owen's called me. That's in school. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, here comes a lady I do not want to talk to. The world's worst chatterbox. Oh, darling, I've been looking all over the ship for you, Mr. Harrow. Oh, what an exquisite day to be on the sea. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Madame Magda, this is an old friend, Dwight Mason. Oh, madam. <laughs> uh, Madame Magda is a very famous beautician in London. Oh, are you a friend of this man with such a beautiful wife and sister-in-law? Isn't this the most glorious day? The sea, the sky, not a cloud. And how is Beatrice this morning, Mr. Harrow? And your young, poor sister-in-law with that terrible toothache? Is it better than it was in Rio? Uh, I should explain to you, Dwight, that by happy coincidence, uh, Madame Magda was staying at the same hotel as Margaret and Beatrice and I in Rio. Oh, right. And uh, yes, Well, one day Margaret had this awful toothache. And of course you can imagine, Mr. Dwight. Uh, Mason. Uh, Mason, being in a foreign country with no knowledge of doctors, who to see and so forth. I know Rio. It is my second home. So I took Margaret to a famous dentist I know. I know all the best doctors, Rio, London, Paris, everywhere, darling. Yeah. So she is all right again, Mr. Harrow? Ah, uh, yes, yes, she seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> that is wonderful. Superb. Good news. I just came to find out. Oh, you should walk, you two gentlemen, not stand there talking, talking, smoking your pipe. Yeah. Au revoir. Adios. Ta-ta. Yeah. Have a beautiful, healthy day. Yeah. Phew. Ah, so see what I mean? Yeah. The woman's impossible. And the unfortunate part of it is that both my wife and sister-in-law were so captivated by her in Rio. Really? <laughs> I know they can't wait to go to Madame Magda's beauty salon in Bond Street as soon as we get home. Three days, bright sun, calm seas. Now this fog and rough weather. I hadn't counted on this. Lounge is tilting so badly, we can't keep the chessmen on the board. <laughs> I'm afraid to put my whiskey glass on the table. Yes, and we're deprived of the company of our two lovely ladies. They've both been under the weather since dinner last night. Oh, right. Well, I hope this fog won't delay our return. Nah, you police are all alike. You're workaholics. <laughs> 
Well, I admit to that. Funny, your sister-in-law, Margaret, was saying the same thing to me. But it's the only way of life I know, Bill. Investigating crime isn't a part-time job. It can't be done so long as there are full-time criminals. Which one of you gentlemen is oh. Mr. William Harrow? Oh, I am. I'm Dr. Grace, ship's doctor. Will you be good enough to come with me, sir? But is it my wife? Is something wrong? Please, come with me. Uh, Dwight, I, I want you to come along, too. No, no, just yourself, Mr. Harrow. I think it's better. If there is something wrong, uh, Mr. Mason is a special investigator with the London police. The police? Oh, yes. That might be a very good idea. I, I do not wish to sit down. Now, what is the matter, Doctor? Where is my wife? Is she here? She's perfectly all right. She's in her cabin. I gave her a sedative and the nurse is sitting with her. The nurse? Well, what is it? An hour ago, I was called to go to your cabin. Your sister was violently ill. I had her brought here immediately to the ship's hospital. She swallowed something. What? We don't know. Sir. I had her stomach pumped. We did what we could, but... Whatever it was, was so virulent and powerful, we we couldn't save her. What? Your sister-in-law, Margaret, is dead, Mr. Harrow. <laughs> Beatrice, Beatrice, darling, you must try and get hold of yourself. It's two days now that Margaret's been gone, and what good does it do to keep crying like that? We all loved her very much. Oh, please, sweetheart. I'm all right, Ma. I'm sorry. Uh, Dwight here, he, he promises he's going to get to the bottom of this. I shall do everything I can when the boat docks, Mrs. Harrow. It's all so unbelievable. The ship's doctor says she must have swallowed something to kill her. But Margaret hasn't eaten anything different from me. Even back in Rio at the hotel, we always ate the same things. Um, was your sister on any medication? That's just it. That's what's so incredible. Margaret hated medicines, any pill or chemical. She was adamant about that, always was. She'd be darned if she'd even taken aspirin. Uh, do you suppose, Dwight, someone could have given her poison in a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or tea? Well, of course you can't rule that out, but... What would be the motive? I got permission from the captain to interview anyone who came into contact with Margaret in any way. The stewardesses, the, the purser, the deck steward, the cooks, both our waiters. I've questioned them all at length. And I can't say that the slightest suspicion points to any of them. We'll know more when we examine and analyze in our laboratory. Run it through all known tests, which even on a ship this size, they are not equipped to do. So you're ruling out someone on this ship's poisoning her? Well, I just can't say how or why as yet. Of course, there is another possibility. It may have been an accident. The poison may have been intended for someone else. Do you mean someone wanted to kill Beatrice or me? <laughs> Come in, come in. Ah, Dwight, I'm glad you're up and dressed. Yes, I, I was just coming down to breakfast. How's Beatrice this morning? Uh, much better, much better. Uh, the purser just came by our cabin. He tells me there'll be a radio phone call coming for me from Rio in about an hour. Uh, would you mind coming along? Oh, of course I will. 
shipped ashore from Rio? Yes, it could only be from Luis Ortega, the lawyer who's handling the estate. Why only from him? Well, we don't know anyone else in Rio. Uh, yes, it's me, Mr. Ortega. Can you hear me? I can hear you quite well. It's good. We can both hear each other. What's happened? Tell me first, Mr. Harrow. How soon does your ship arrive in Southampton? The day after tomorrow. Why do you ask? I'm trying to determine how essential it would be for you to return to Rio. Did you say return to Rio? Whatever for? It concerns your wife's brother, Clifford. Oh, yes, Clifford. Oh, well, that's good news. That'll facilitate probating the will. Uh, that's true. Uh, however, the unhappy news is that he is dead. Did you say he was dead? Uh, he was found this morning murdered. That is why it occurred to me you might like to return to Rio. And uh, uh, just, just a moment, Mr. Ortega. Uh, Dwight, uh, they found Beatrice's brother Clifford. He's been murdered. What, what should I do? Here, give me that telephone. What's the name of your lawyer? Uh, Louis Ortega. Yes. Uh, Mr. Ortega, this is Dwight Mason of the London Police. Will you tell the Rio Police Chief, George Santos, to cable me all information about the gentleman's death? Mr. Santos and I just worked on a case together. Perhaps I can help. Uh, Mr. Mason, I shall do just that. Uh, we'll be in touch from London. Goodbye. I will speak to Mr. Santos. Goodbye. Clifford murdered. I, I, I can't believe it. Well, that could answer one of the questions regarding your sister-in-law, Margaret. I don't understand. I may still not know how she was killed, but I can now make a fair deduction as to why. You can? Of the four people about to inherit a two million pound estate, two die mysteriously. You don't have to be a professional detective, Bill, to understand why. No, you don't have to be a professional detective to solve crimes, but it sure helps. What do we have so far? A $2 million estate, four inheritors who have suddenly dwindled to two, a husband, a detective, and a lady in the beauty business. To say nothing of the most important elements of any crime in our theater of mystery, two murders by a person or persons unknown, and by methods as yet undiscovered. I shall return shortly with Act Two. the ancient Roman dramatist who inspired even Shakespeare once said, I hate gold. It has persuaded too many men in too many matters to do evil. And evil it is, surely, to kill for money. And evil it is that our London detective Dwight Mason is tracking down with all the scientific resources the police can command. And to what does the trail lead? A dead end. We took samples of your late sister-in-law's blood, ran it through every known toxology test, checked it against every known poison. It could not be identified. How strange. No, not really. There are hundreds, probably thousands of unknown poisons, 
Some derive from as innocuous a substance as the leaf of a rhubarb or the berry of a mistletoe. Well, what do we do now? Well, we'll wait and see. I expect some details as to how your brother-in-law was killed in Rio. Once we know that, we may be in a position to forge a link. How's Beatrice, your wife? Well, as well as can be expected, I suppose. Uh, This is the first day she's gone out for the afternoon on a little shopping spree. Now, everything is further complicated by her brother's death. What did you tell her? I said I didn't know very much, really. I, I skirted around the cause of his death because, in truth, I don't know. I implied it must have been an accident. A car, maybe, or... Or something could have happened to Clifford while he was in swimming. You know, he loved swimming, you know. I certainly didn't say anything about a murder. Mm. Oh, I'd better get that. Uh, Beatrice may have forgotten her key and can't get in. Well, I shall be going now. I'll be in touch the moment I have more news. Uh, shall I call you a cab? Oh, no, no. No, there's a police car waiting outside for me. Oh, good. I'll see you to the door, then. Oh, Mr. Haro. How are you? I've been so worried. And Mr. Dwight. Uh, Mason. Oh, Mason, yes, forgive me. The both of you again. I simply must talk to you. May I come in? Well, we were just going out, Madam Magda. All the better. May I persuade you to come to my shop on Bond Street? You said you would visit me. I remember distinctly. You said you would bring your adorable Beatrice just as soon as you could. Well, my, my wife hasn't felt much like going out. Of course, darling. May I come in and have a little chat with her? Uh, uh, but uh, she is out right now. Up and about. That's the only way. <laughs> Do you have a moment to stop by and visit me in Bond Street later this afternoon, perhaps? Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not likely to want facials or massages. Oh, I... darling, you never know. My salon is very scientific. The most modern of treatments, as well as my own secret secrets. Oh, let me just peek in the front door of your charming house. Bill, may I speak to you a moment? No, Go there. I have a hunch. Ah, uh, um, uh, Madam Magda, I shall accept your invitation. Uh, where on Bond Street are you? Number 193. I've got to go, Bill. See you soon. Bye. Is your Dwight Mason a policeman? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, didn't I tell you? Oh, I cannot believe it. He is so nice. Special Investigations Department, Mason here. Ortega, Mr. Mason, from Rio. Uh, hello there. Any news about Clifford Milburn's death? That's why I call you. I ask uh, Police Chief Santos to cable you... But he is going to write. <clears throat> For me, I couldn't wait since all uh, this affects the will of Jason Milburn. Um, hold on, Mr. Ortega. I'll have my assistant take all this down. Mansfield, pick up extension two, will you? All right, go ahead, Mr. Ortega. Uh, Mr. Clifford's body was found in a funeral pyre, burned to death. He had been shot in the head. Shot, funeral pyre, burned to death. You got that, Mansfield? Ortega. Any clues so far? A piece of wood with a pointed end near the body. It had uh, Mr. Clifford's head on it. Uh, carved into this stake was four words. Wooden stake, four words, yes? And the words are por la puri die. For the puri die, whatever that means. And no other clues? No, absolutely nothing. The bullet is being examined. 
Mr. Mason, will you tell Mrs. Harrow and her sister that I am taking care of their brother's remains? And there will be services here in Rio. Yes. Uh, Mr. Ortega, I have sad news here, too. Margaret Milburn has also died mysteriously. She was stricken on the ship going back to Southampton. This is very serious. Yes, I know. Now there are only two people left to inherit the estate. Mrs. Harrow, who is here in London, and Mr. Silva, whom I presume is still in Rio. If I were you, I should warn him to be very careful. And don't be confused, darling Mr. Harrow, by all the rows of bottles and ointments in this room. Each has its own magic. That's well, your whole place is most impressive, uh-huh. but uh, I don't see any clients. Never on Mondays, unless I have special personal clients. Now, through this door, in here, we give the facials. Nothing but facials. Now, don't you believe your little Beatrice will be happy here? Well, I suppose so. She wants to. <laughs> what woman does not? Now, the piece de resistance. This door opens to our private lift, which takes us up to the roof. Uh, this is one of the best-kept secrets of my salon. If you came any day but today, there will be so much traffic on this tiny lift. Oh, I have seen clients waiting in line to be taken to the roof. Ah, here we are. Magda's own roof garden. Over your head, a little piece of English sky. And all around, for privacy, I have put trees. Now, do you believe you're in the middle of London? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's like a piece of country. You, you can scarcely make out the roof next door. Because the hemlocks are hiding. You see, the lift is hidden in a big rock. And everywhere on the ground, flowers growing. My clients can relax here, and no one can see them. <laughs> Magda, you have a great deal of imagination. That is why people come to me. Mr. Harrow, we were fortunate to have met one another in Rio. I was most taken also by your sister-in-law, and I'm glad I was able to help her get rid of that nasty toothache. How she would have loved it here. Yes, yes, I think she would have. A tragedy. A great tragedy. Oh, I don't answer. Someone picks up. Yes, but I, I thought there wasn't anyone here on Mondays. No beauticians, no masseuses, no one at the cash register, but I have a man. Now, now you have seen it all. I invite you to come along as well as your wife. And bring that charming policeman. Well, I don't know. He's really very busy. Oh, I have no doubt. Was he seeing you on official business? Well, uh, you might say so. Oh, do tell me. I adore mysteries and crimes. I simply worship criminals. Oh, yes, Raoul. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Harrow, but I am wanted outside. I shall be right back. It was nothing, but Raoul knows very little about this business. He's just a caretaker, so how would he know nothing from something? Uh, 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 Madam Magda, I, uh, <clears throat> I have seen Raoul before. You have? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm very good at remembering people. Oh, where have you seen my handyman? On the street? Three weeks ago, 
In Rio. In Rio? Oh, my dear Mr. Haro, Raoul has never left London. He was born here. His parents, maybe, they come from South America. Has he been with you for a long time? Well, I think so. We have so much help, you know. London, people come, people go, always dissatisfied. No, 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 I am certain I saw this Raoul in Rio. Do you remember when Margaret had had that bad toothache and you were kind enough to bring them to a dentist? It was Raoul who opened the door. Oh, oh, you are a funny man, darling. Everybody knows all tall and dark Brazilians look alike. Oh, Raoul, I'll answer it. Hello, Madame Magda speaking. Uh, is Bill Harrow there? Oh, just a moment. It's for you. Oh, really? Oh, who knew I was here? Hello? Bill? Oh, Dwight, what's up? Uh, Bill, stay with Madame Magda. Don't let her out of your sight. Uh, she just this minute walked out of the room. Well, stay right where you are. I'm coming over. You're coming over here? Oh, oh, here she is, Dwight. Uh, she's just come back into the room. Oh. Uh, do you want to talk to her? No, keep oh. her there. Don't let her leave. It's official. Oh, official, eh? Well, uh, hey, she's just keeled over. She's on the floor. What? Madam, Madam Magda, what is it? Oh, Lord, she's fainted. Did you reach your house, Bill? Yes, finally. Uh, Beatrice had just gotten back from shopping. Uh, she'd lost track of the time. I, I told her we were at the hospital in one of the private consulting rooms and all about Madame Magda fainting, and I'd be home as soon as I could. Uh, what did you find out? She's been poisoned. An extremely fast-acting toxicant. What? Well, doesn't that beat all? How is she now? She's doing all right. I was told there wasn't enough in her system to be injurious. Well, then if she's all right, I, I, I'd really like to get home. I, I've got to keep watch over Beatrice. You understand. Are you quite sure, Bill, that Madame Magda never left your side? Well, she went out only the one time just when you called. The caretaker called her out of the room. You know, hmm. it's a funny thing, too. I told her he was the spitting image of a man I saw in Rio. Bill... I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm going to say, but will you promise me not to leave London for the present? I, uh, I don't understand you. Do you think we're in some danger of Beatrice? Well, it's possible. A great part of a detective's work is following up on hunches. And what are hunches? The average of your experience. I have a hunch what this poison might turn out to be. So I'm asking you, Bill, in a nice way... Until all the evidence is in, I'd like you to be where I can check some answers if I need to. It could be, when you think about it, who might gain the most upon the deaths of all those entitled to that two million pounds? William Harrow, insurance salesman? Could he have somehow tried to poison Madame Magda? But why? Or was she trying to do away with herself? Again, why? Not an easy case to solve, but intriguing. I'll be returning shortly with Act Three. You all know the joke about how does a gypsy cook a chicken? And the recipe begins with, steal one chicken. But that's not the whole truth. Gypsies do have their own ethical code. 
A Serbian gypsy commits a felony if he steals from someone poorer than himself. If an English gypsy takes something he doesn't need, that is a crime. Why am I talking about gypsies and this tale of death and poisoning anyway? You know me well enough by now to know I kid you not. There must be a reason. Am I tipping you off to a solution? Back now to the hospital. Bill, I am not singling you out for suspicion, believe me. I've just had word from Rio that when they found your wife's brother, he'd been dead for a month. Yes, I see. And I was in Rio at that time. Well, not only you, so were Beatrice and Margaret. More and more, it appears that someone is deliberately narrowing down the number of survivors. Have you ever met this Jose Silva? No, no, never. I'd only just married Beatrice, and a month later we got word her uncle had died, and could we come to Rio? So we used the trip as a kind of a delayed honeymoon. We never met the uncle or his so-called right-hand man, this Jose Silva. He wasn't there when the will was read. Hmm. What do the words puri die mean to you? Well, not a darn thing. Puri what? Die. Oh, what does it mean? Well, I'm trying to find out. One more thing, Bill. You said you recognized a man working for Madame Magdal... A man she called Raoul? I've been thinking about that. You know, this Raoul has a scar in his right cheek. Oh, he is the same man who opened the door for Margaret and Beatrice that day in Rio when Margaret had her tooth treated. Oh, I am sure of it. Hmm. Now, Bill, don't take my questions unkindly. You run along home to Beatrice, and I'll go and see if Madame Magda is well enough to answer a few questions. Madam Magda, may I come in? Why, it's that charming policeman, Mr. Mason. Please do come in. Yes. Well, the doctor said you were awake and able to talk. Able to talk? I am always able to talk, darling. Uh, tell me, what happened to me? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, I felt dizzy, and the next thing I know, I am in the hospital. What is going on? You may have been poisoned. You are joking. Who would poison Madame Magda? I have an enemy in the world. Madam, what were you doing in Rio? Enjoying the sunshine. You went halfway around the world for sunshine? I would go all the way around the world for sunshine if I had to. This poison which you say brought me here. Could it have killed me? I don't know yet. Generally, any poison can cause death if you take enough of it. But why? How? When? Mr. Mason, I do not know. I uh, beg your pardon. Are you Dwight Mason? Yes. Are you Luis Ortega? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's good to see you. I'm glad you were able to fly over from Rio at such short notice. Uh, do you have any luggage? Uh, just one bag. Well, then we're standing in the right place. The bags come around that carousel when the plane is... Unloaded. Uh, I bring you regards from the Rio chief of police, George Santos. Oh. Unfortunately, the only new information he has is that Clifford Milburn died on the 14th of last month. I see. Uh, was there anything special about that death? No, no, nothing. A clear day, a clear night, and a full moon. I told you on the telephone, didn't I, about this Madame Magda who was taken to the hospital? You did. We learned this morning she had ingested the identical toxic alkaloid that killed Margaret Milburn. 
Fortunately, a very small dose. Ah, was there anyone with the smuggler woman when she was poisoned? Yes. Beatrice's husband, William Harrow. They were, unfortunately, alone when this occurred. Uh-huh. Unfortunate for him. Ah, yeah, I see my handbag. It's the one with the big O painted on the side. Right, you grab your bag and I'll grab a taxi. I usually take the police car, but I thought in this case it would be better if I met you at the airport unobserved. Mr. Ortega, I need your help. And that's why I asked you to come to London. What can you tell me about old Jason Milburn? Uh, he was not loved. He made his fortune out of diamonds, and his estate consists of several mines outside of Rio. <laughs> Some say he stole the land. Some say he lived alone. Did he deserve to die? Some say he didn't die soon enough. Hmm? My goodness. A popular man in Brazil. <laughs> it's like the plague. This Jose Silva, who I haven't seen, by the way, since the funeral... It was not only Milburn's right-hand man, but his bodyguard. Oh, well, what do you mean? He, he stole his land. Uh, well, Milburn was ruthless. An ancient gypsy family lived on that land where the mines are now. Oh, practically since the time of Amerigo Vespucci. It was granted to one gypsy family in particular uh, by John III of Portugal. So they claim. It was quite a scandal when the authorities made a little search. The page containing the original land grant deed had been torn from the ledger. The gypsies had no legal recourse whatsoever. Jason Milburn picked up the land for next to nothing. Ah, we're here. Uh, I'm putting you up at my place, Mr. Ortega. This is just around the corner from headquarters. We'll have lunch and then go over. Mr. Mason, it's all coming together. Do you remember those words carved on the stake near Clifford Milburn's body? Uh, por la puridai. Look at this. Puridai is their name for the matriarch of the tribe. So, it meant his death was done for the tribal mother. Let's pay Mr. and Mrs. William Harrow a social call. Good afternoon, Bill. I brought along someone you know. Mr. Ortega, what are you doing in London? Uh, because of the survivorship, I had to come for your wife's signature. Well, uh, please come in, Dwight. Uh, uh, please. Beatrice is out right now. Uh, we can go into the living room. Uh, how is she taking it, Mr. Harrow? Very hard. Her sister and brother within a month. <laughs> She's, uh, she started going to Madame Magda's salon. What time did Beatrice go out, Bill? Oh, several hours ago. She had this tooth bothering her, and I said, well, go to the dentist. But Beatrice is so like Margaret when it comes to doctors and medicine. She just won't do it. She'd rather suffer. Beatrice? Beatrice, is that you? Yes, it's me. Why, Mr. Ortega, this is nice. Would you like some tea? And Mr. Mason, it's old home week. Yes, I've already offered some whiskey. Uh... How are you feeling now, sweetheart? How's the truth? Oh, you'll never believe this, but it's all right. It's fine. Yes, I hope it doesn't act up again. You know, I wish you I go... know, darling, I should go to a dentist. 
I've done something better. I suddenly remembered that when we were in Rio and Madame Magda took Margaret and me to this marvelous dentist, well, there I was at her shop taking a facial. So I asked her and she said, who do you think is visiting me upstairs? The dentist from Rio. So he looked at my tooth, gave me something to kill the pain, poked about in there, and the rest of the afternoon was sheer pleasure. I must say, meeting Madame Magda was one of the luckiest things that ever happened to me. Is uh, this your hunch or a long shot, Mr. Mason? A little of both. But I feel a certain lady may be the answer to the mystery. Yes, you could be. But why in this house on Bond Street, creeping up these stairs? Because this house is right next door to her salon. And this roof touches her roof. So we made an arrangement with the superintendent. Ah, yes, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Now, help me push open the skylight, will you? Uh, I, I have never been on a London roof before. <laughs> listen, listen to that peculiar music. Where is it coming from? Over there. You mean... Behind those trees? Yes. That's Madame Magda's famous roof garden. Let's walk to the edge of this roof and take a look through those trees. Yes, with this full moon, that shouldn't be difficult. Uh, have a look at that. Yes, yes. I see two figures. Those, those movements to the music. I have seen that before. In the mountains of Brazil. It's a ritualistic gypsy dance. Worship of the full moon. Their backs are to us. A man and a woman. Who is there? There's someone behind the trees. It's Jose Silva and Madame Magda. Come out from behind the trees, whoever you are. I see you on the next door roof. Slowly... With your hands up. Jose Silva. I don't understand. Why, Mr. Mason, why are you spying on me from the roof next door? I have invited you so many times. What are you doing here? I might ask you the same question. Raul, I know this man. Put your gun away. No guns. We are having a private celebration, Mr. Mason. Raul, since when is that your name? Throw your pistol down, Raoul. I'm a police officer. No! Come back here, you! Will you explain to me, please, what I am doing here in your police headquarters? Madam Magger, I'm detaining you on suspicion of the murder of Margaret Milburn. What are you talking about? Me? Murder? Don't be ridiculous. Where did Jose Silva go? You mean after he made the lift take him downstairs? <laughs> I have no idea. Madam, are you the puri die of a gypsy tribe? No. No. Who has told you that? Facts have told us that, madam. Was it not your land belonging to your family that was stolen by Jonas Milburn? Yes. It was always our land. Milburn, the thief. Nor will his family have it either. Not one inch of it. But how can you prove it belonged to your family? Prove it? 
Our family goes back centuries. But why would you care? We are always on the run, always being chased. But what is ours is ours and will never belong to anyone else. Madam Magda, the man you call Raoul, I promise you he won't get far. Sooner or later, we'll bring him in. Who is he? My brother. He has done nothing I'm ashamed of. Yes, I call him Raoul because that is his real name. You, Mr. Ortega, you call him Jose Silva. That is what he called himself to keep watching our enemy, Jason Milburn. You will never prove I had anything to do with the death of Margaret Milburn. Yes, I did wish them dead, all of them. But Madame Magda raises no hands in violence against anyone. And on your roof in the moonlight, what were you and your brother celebrating? Who said we were celebrating anything? You did, madame. Perhaps we were. Yes, why not? I admit it. We were celebrating at long last justice. <laughs> What is it? Who is it? Vienna, it's I, Dwight. Open up. It's urgent. Whatever brings you here at this hour of the night? It, it must be after two. Where's your wife? She's in bed, I suppose. I'll fetch her immediately. This is Dr. Howard with me, the police surgeon. Hurry, Bill. Bring Beatrice downstairs. No, it doesn't hurt so much now. I think I'm more stunned than in pain. I must say, having a tooth pulled in the living room of one's own house at three o'clock in the morning by a police surgeon is quite an experience. In that filling Dr. Howard removed from your mouth, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we didn't find the same poison that caused the death of your sister. She too had a filling made by that same so-called Brazilian dentist in Rio. It took care of you not 12 hours ago. A feeling? Poisonous? Yes. And covered with gutta perca, which wears away when you eat. Who knows when this poison would have been released into your mouth, Beatrice? But why? It doesn't make sense. Didn't you tell me the same poison was swallowed by Madame Magda? Ah, she's a clever one. Yes, she did take some. But only enough to land her in the hospital. But, but why? To throw us off the trail. When did you decide that she was the mastermind? At midnight tonight. Luis Ortega took one look at this Raul on her roof garden and said, That is Jose Silva. And then I knew. Silva was to be the sole survivor, the sole inheritor. The poison had been placed into your wife's tooth. It was only a question of time, and so they were celebrating in their gypsy ritual. The final and total revenge against Jason Milburn. And all because gypsies have been cheated and slaved and even put to death over the centuries just because they were gypsies. In this case, though, unfortunate that Madame Magda and her brother had to find justice by using the same unjust means used for so long against them. <laughs> The great Miguel de Cervantes has written, Having learned early to suffer, we gypsies suffer not at all. The cruelest torment does not make us tremble. We shrink from no form of death. But our oppressors should beware, for one day 
There shall be a Romany revenge. I shall return shortly. Despotic Nero, with his dying breath, has said, How foolish it is to be avenged on your neighbor by setting his house on fire. Surely the noblest and most telling revenge of all is to turn the other cheek and forgive. Our cast included Court Benson, Earl Hammond, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. <laughs> 